You know, it's like at the end of the day, anytime you find yourself caught up in a cautionary tale, you you don't wish it on anybody. The recent thought has popped up that I'm envious of Jesus because his ministry only lasted three years. I, I guess the more questions that I asked, uh, the more I realized that a lot of things just didn't work. I, I felt like I was trying to, to tear down and rebuild the house that I grew up in while I was also living in that house, which is a, a hell of a thing to try to do. It, I, I've just come to realize that the house isn't worth rebuilding. This is The Airing of Grief with Derek Webb. Conversations and correspondence about spiritual de- and reconstruction. Season 1, Episode 5. Love is not a choice. I'm doing well. Um, thanks for making a few minutes to chat. Of course. How's your day going? It's going okay. I, so if we're just because our time is short, if we're if we found ourselves, yeah. uh, you know, on the on the line here today, that means that there is either, uh, and I'm suspicious that I know the answer because you and I have hung out before, but um, that there's yeah. there's either some resonance or some loss of resonance between us. So I'm I'm, I'm anxious to hear your story here. What's going on? Yeah, it's, I think it's a little bit of both, you know. Mm. Um, it's it's mostly the first, and I wish it weren't. <laughs> yes. That's where I'm at, you know. I wish I, I wish it were the second. Um, yeah, my story. I uh, you know the last year has been, I think, probably the shittiest of my life. Yes. And so, I, I forget honestly how much I told you while you were while you were down in New Orleans, but you know, I I had a whole host. Of, actually, you know, you were here in June, so That's after right. I, after you were in town, I uh, had a whole host of medical problems, some that mm. caused. Some that was out of the blue, some that I'd caused myself through some mm. like drug stuff uh, um, that I shouldn't have got myself sort of sure. into. But like, you know, I was in the hospital with seizures, put myself in the hospital with like a benzo problem, uh, you know, lied to my wife, got forgiven, lied again, just this whole cycle, you know, yeah. uh, through all of it. I don't know. I mean, I'm not sure if you can relate to this feeling or not, but like. I just remember other times in my life where like I was going through things that were difficult and I felt like I felt faith in a way that I just wish I could right now. Right. Mm. So it's been such a fucked up year. It's been horrible. Right. And like, as much as I want to have that thing to grab and like sort of see me through, I just don't feel it. Yes. You know, I do. Uh, and it's, it's something else, you know? Um, because I think like there's other times, again, I have no idea if you can relate or not, but there's other times in my life where I felt like, all right, like mentally or intellectually, I don't really connect with this, but at the very least, like at a, I don't want to say heart level, but because that seems cheesy, but like at a, like an inside feelings level, at the very least, I feel a connection to this stuff spiritually. And like, that's going to see mm. me through the, the sort of intellectual issue. Mm. But right now it's neither, you know? And huh. so I just sort of feel unmoored, if that makes sense. It does. Uh, yeah. Adrift and not sure what to grab onto, you know, yeah, outside um, of a bunch of yoga and a bunch of therapy. Right. You know? Right. Baby, it's so peculiar. Nightmare occurring, but only when 
And yeah, so the, um, so it sounds like you're you're kind of in the throes. Yeah. Um, you know, because normally I would I would be curious hearing some of that. Um, I would normally be curious like where you where you're finding things absent from where you had found them before. What are you yeah. putting in their place or finding in their place or like what is it? What's on the other side of it? And what are you you know? Um, but it sounds like you're you're kind of mid processing. Yeah, I don't I don't know what to do with it. You know. Still, I'm a part of a church that I love deeply, but okay. I feel like a lot of what I love deeply about it is the community of people, yes. right? And like, right. Absolutely. that would be the same regardless of how I feel spiritually or think spiritually. Hmm. Uh, I don't know. So I feel like, you know, when I listen to this album, you know, you put out, I mean, I heard some of these songs when you're in New Orleans, and so yes. I was thinking about it over the past couple of months and sort of expecting some of what I heard, but like, I feel a similar sense of sort of mourning because yes. it just feels like there's a, a hole <laughs> when wow. I this thing that used to be there used to be so real just doesn't feel the same you know mm. and so many of my friendships and so many of my so much of my life is just sort of arranged around this because it's been a Absolutely. part of life for so long of course it's like what the hell do you what the hell do you do when you don't feel it anymore so you know there's like nobody you can talk to about it uh and That's I just true. actually do, wish do you not do I you not do you not do you, do you feel as though there are people in your you know, if you're if you're in a church situation that you actually, where you feel known and you and you, it's a situation yeah. that you like. Do, do you feel there are that there is an opportunity there for you to even bring some of that, or do you feel like that's a thing that I don't know? Maybe they're not equipped Probably. to really know like how be, to deal with. I don't think I'd be like, no one would be like toss me out, right? I mean, I talked to Devin, my wife, about it. Yeah. Um. You know, I yeah, I I don't know. It's not. I just feel like, you know, you try and like sort of hide uh, these things to, to keep an image. I think that's probably a lot of it, you know? Yeah. Wow. And, and are you, and so, so is there any comfort to be found at a moment like this? I want to land back where I was. That's the truth. It's like, I actually, I'm not at a place where I'm saying, yeah, I'm done with this. Right. right. You wish for I'm it to be true. Like, yeah. I don't, I wish. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, and I, I feel like I do too. A lot, a lot like, of the time, I, I that would that would be so much easier. I mean, it's, it's the you know for thirty some odd years, it's the, the thing that it's it was the it's the grid through which I've looked at the world, and it's the thing that's made sense, and it's the, it's one of the few things I feel like I actually know something about. I've studied and spent real time pouring over, and have accepted as part of my, my, physical body, even my my you know and, um and suddenly just kind of feel no resonance with it and actually feel no real, I mean, beyond the, the initial grieving of the loss of it, um, actually life doesn't feel that different to me. It, it feels better in a lot of ways. I, I, I'm, I'm free of the burden of having to even just internally square everything, um, with, with this, this rigid kind of all these, presumptions and and um i'm actually so much happier free of the conclusion bias that and able to say yeah. maybe it is true and i wish i maybe even wish for it to be sometimes i'm not persuaded that it is and it's okay and i won't literally yeah. physically die if it's not like i'll i'll survive and i'll find something else like and i'll be able to construct for myself another way like, of looking at the world 
the thing I think I have trouble with is like, I feel like the shittiest person, not because of this. I just feel like my behavior over the last year and like my mental state is probably like the shittiest it's been in my whole life as mm. an adult. And I, it's like, I feel like, you know, sort of a faith framework gives shape to that and like helps me square it with like not feeling awful about my, like my actions and how I treat others. Right. Mm. And so now all I have to blame is myself for being shitty. Right. Yeah. How do you square that? Like, well, I don't know how you feel about yourself, but I feel bad about myself at the moment for different reasons. Yes. Well, and what, and I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm very resonant with that. And how I feel like I've experienced that has been that I've actually really loved the feeling that maybe there's nothing external of me that mm -hmm. ha provides any intention or meaning or guidance. And therefore I have some real personal responsibility that I need to take. And it's I need to really, yes, it has been like, I need to own yeah, some things yeah. and I need to also not just bad things, but good things. I need to take responsibility for sure. the change that I long for. And I need to, I mean, you know, and I've, I'll tell I've, I've, I've often say like, if, if you're inclined to pray, pray for sure, definitely do that. But in addition sure. to that, like take responsibility for people and for things that, and change that you want to see. And I feel like it's been a really good thing for me actually to have the burden of responsibility, both positive and negative, put squarely on me. I, I take it all so much more seriously now and I, I feel the full weight of grief about my behavior and it makes me, it, it's more motivating for me to want to change it as opposed to saying, well, I'm sure God's just using this for the good, for his glory and good of his people. And I'm sure, I mean, it's like, I, I, there's just really nowhere for me to get off the hook. I really need to take responsibility. I need to grieve my behavior, own it. Um, live with the consequences of it, but, sure. but also try to find my way forward through it. And I feel like I'm more motivated to do that on this side of sure. deconstruction than the other, honestly, which isn't, it's interesting. It's hard, yeah. but it's, but it's a real thing. And, and even if I find my way back or the way back finds me, um, which would really be yeah. truer to what it says about itself, even so it still, I, I still would not want to lose my 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 realignment of taking a lot of personal responsibility for my behavior i i think that's a healthy thing regardless so you feel um, like before it was like almost like a way to externalize and excuse bad behavior well it was at least it was at least the net or like it was at least the net sure, below the high gotcha. wire and sure 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 now i'm a lot more you know tuned into my balance because i don't want to because i know that good or bad I need to, I'm going to have to take responsibility yeah. and I'm going to have to take responsibility, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, and it, it, maybe it's just yeah. all on me. Oh my God, I came to just in time to watch it burn, gasoline. If that's the case, then I need to reckon with some things, and I need to deal with some things, and I need to be proactive about some things. And I, I've actually found that to be pretty inspiring for me. Yeah, um, that's interesting to hear. So I don't know. Well, um, I don't know, man. I but I appreciate. Go, well, but, I, well, yeah, I mean, sure. you know, I appreciate your your vulnerability. I appreciate your resonance. I, I, and I, and I'm uh, cheering you on. I mean, I, and I'm. I, I think that we're probably 
you know, um, on two sides of the tornado observing each other, uh, spinning insanely, <laughs> you know, like, um, yeah, I, yeah, yeah. I, I'm glad to find at least a little congregation, um, in the pursuit. And I do, I do feel that, you know, and I'm, I'm resonant with your, what, what you've said and your story. And anyway, I, and I appreciate getting to chat with you about it. For sure, man. For sure. I'll yeah. let you go. Uh, let's, let's, let's talk again yeah. soon though. <laughs> I'll be happy to. I don't know when next time I'll be in Nashville or you'll be down this way, but I'd love to well, grab a drink keep, or something. I think I'd enjoy it. Absolutely. All right, man. All right. Well, you yeah, enjoy the rest of your day. You. I'm going to finish up work. I'll talk to you soon. Okay, you have a good man. one, man. We'll see ya. All right. Bye. Bye. Derek, how's it going? I'm doing well. How are you? Good. I'm doing fine. Thanks for taking a few minutes to chat. Absolutely, man. Really, really appreciate it. Yeah. So we've got 10 minutes. Tell me everything. Tell me, uh, tell me what's <laughs> going on. Okay. Um, first of all, I do want to say, man, how much I appreciate this, not just as a fan, but uh, just to have this these kind of conversations is uh, super important, I think. Oh, I agree. Um, and for me, especially. So, I mean, I, I yeah. feel like I benefit more than anybody does. So, yeah. but thanks for saying uh, so. Definitely. Um, as far as my, my, my deconstruction story, I guess, uh, I, I, my background is in uh, the Southern Baptist Church, Evangelical Church. Um, growing up, that's sort of where I was. Um, and to be honest, it was, you know, mostly a positive thing um, as far as feeling like I, you know, belonged, had a tribe uh, mm. to, to be a part of. Um, I went to college, uh, was actually in college to be uh, to go into the ministry. Um, and so I was, I mean, I was full on, right. Mm -hmm, uh, mm -hmm. But, uh, but, but in college, some of the, uh, I guess, intellectual questions, uh, started coming up. Uh, and some of that is credit due to, uh, to the professors I had, um, even at a small, uh, you know, private college down here in Birmingham. It was, who, who you felt like really were encouraging to that or like right. provided a safe place for you to do right. that. Yeah. Right. Um, now, granted, you know, none of them strayed too far from, uh, you know, the, the party line, I guess. But but they at least presented all all sides of the uh, the debates. Um, mm -hmm. And so, you know, that sort of started the deconstruction phase. Um, and, you know, it, it, that's sort of been going on for the last 20 years. Um, uh, and I guess what's brought me to right now is uh, just more of the, I, I guess, the more questions that I asked. Uh, the more I realized that a lot of things just didn't work. Um, I, I felt like I was trying to to tear down and rebuild the house that I grew up in yeah. while I was also living in that house. Dude, yes, right. Um, <laughs> which is a, a hell of a thing to try to do. Yeah. Um, as especially over the last four or five years, uh, and just some personal things that I've gone through, um, it, I, I've just come to realize that you know. I, the house isn't worth rebuilding mm. um, or, or uh, maybe that sounds too harsh, but, but whatever I thought, wh however I thought it was going to be rebuilt, it, it, that's just not possible. Mm. Um, some of that is due a lot. Most of that is due to the fact that 
um, you know, as as the questions that I asked got a little more uh, dangerous, I guess. Mm. Um, specifically, you know, questions about hell. You know, how could God allow that? Sure. Um, when I sort of came out um, in support of, of same-sex relationships, mm-hmm. um, not just politically, but that, you know, those people should be blessed and accepted and loved for who they are. Right. Uh, just the same as anybody. Right. Um, it, it, it became pretty clear that uh, the tribe that I thought I was uh, a part of or used to be a part of um, didn't really have space for me anymore. Huh. Um, which is, you know, sort of a lonely thing uh, when, when you realize sort of that not only have you lost certainty, um, but you've sort of lost your people. Um, mm. And, you know, I, I'm okay to a certain degree um, with some of that because, you know, over the last couple of years, especially with some of the, the political things, um, the last election cycle, yes. the current senatorial election cycle here yeah. in Alabama, um, man, I just I don't want to be a part of that. Like, that's just it, it's too far. <laughs> yeah. um, it's something I can't accept. Mm. Um, but it, like I said, it just sort of puts me in a lonely spot. Yeah. Um, I, I had a friend that, that sort of was my champion. He, he and I asked a lot of these questions together that um, I lost to cancer to a, a couple of years ago. I'm and so, it, you know, so, sort of not having that person that I knew was was super safe and I could ask literally anything. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, and not be, you know, looked down on or or judged. Mm. Um, it just, you know, it just sort of sucks. Um, yeah, man. And I, I, and I feel I, I really, really resonate with that. And I feel like. That's one of the things that I'm, you know, just being a few years out of it, um, I feel like that's one of the things that I miss the most or that I'm the most sure. nostalgic for is just, and I, and I feel like this has come up on a handful a handful of times, is that that's one of the things that the church is really great for and really good at, which is providing right. a shorthand and a, and a language around the ideas. Right. Um, and then but, also but, providing a, a central gathering place, a place to congregate. Right. Right, and, but when the language no longer makes any sense, ex- I know. Um, like, like literally, some of the things that I sort of accepted um, as just part of the deal, like, mm. like I don't even know what they mean anymore. <laughs> yes, no, I know, I know exactly what you mean, and I, and 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 you know, I, and it's and I think it's foolish of us to think that what was built in community could be um, deconstructed in isolation. Do you know what I mean? Like, right. like you need people. To, to go through this with and right. um, and that's right. one of the things that I miss the most about it and uh, you know sure. it's just well, the, the congregating um, and having right. a place and, yeah and I and I found support you know through um, your, your your work um, certain podcasts that you know address these questions yeah. but you know there's nothing like flesh and blood right across that's from right. you that's right and uh, I know that like for instance I know that there are gatherings in Nashville that I've heard about that are kind right. of church without God or something, you know, it's like, a sure. like people gathering and the thing, but you know, but like, I, I feel like may, and maybe I'm just so early on with it or still processing it that I, I don't really know. I mean, a lot of those things have sound to me like, well, again, like church without God. So it's like they, they gather, they right. sing songs, somebody speaks, it feels like a church service. And I'm like, I, I don't know. I, I feel like I would want to dignify this moment and figure out where I am and and let this thing, like, why would I presume that that a, a gathering um, that I feel like I need to be doing with with community needs to look anything like what church looked like? Like, why are we right. just why why are we 
working out of the old playbook. Why, 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 right. you know, we're putting, we're putting a good, you know, new wine and old wineskins here. Like I, I feel right. like we should be re reimagining this from scratch. I don't want to go to church light. I don't want to go somewhere that feels like what I did before. I want to, I want, right. you know, uh, there's only a few things I know for sure that I need and I mostly need people and maybe we could eat a meal, but uh, sure, sure, you know, beyond that, I don't really know what we need to be doing. I don't know that I want to sing songs. I don't know that I want to hear right. like, a message. I don't know that I want somebody to lead it. Definitely. Well, and, and, and I think that there's still value. I, I resonate with some of the, um, the things that the church at least should be doing uh, as yes, far as that's right. you know, en- enemy love and Absolutely. Um, you know, caring for the environment. Being an advocate, um, being a, right. a, an so institution I, you know, I, that can I wield don't pa- power. Yeah. want to throw all that out. It's Me just, neither. At this point in my life, you know, I value the teachings of Jesus. I just don't know what the heck I believe about it. You know, yes. I, I don't, I don't, and, and I'm okay with that uncertainty. Um, but I think it, it's a little too dangerous for, for most of the church communities that I would find right. um, around me. Um, I have definitely not thrown out the idea that there um, is some sort of divine something um, mm. or the possibility exists. Um, I, I, I sort of jokingly uh, call myself a Christian agnostic, um, but, <laughs> sure. but, I, but I think that the language fits a little bit um, mm. in that I, I see the value in, um, in in the potential of the institution. Yes, me too. Uh, but, but as it is right now, like you said, it's, it's fucked things up pretty badly. Yeah. Um, well, I certainly see, like I you were saying before, like I certainly see the value of the institution and the and the work that it can do on the on the right. on behalf of the most vulnerable people in society and its mission to care for widows and orphans and like and the poor, like right. oh my God, I think it's essential. I think <laughs> I think it's even. Right. I think the church as an institution, no matter what anyone believes about it as an institution, um, or the things it's founded on, and the mysterious existence of a God in the universe, regardless of all that, the church holds a unique plays a unique role in culture for good, potentially. Sure, and, sure. And, and I certainly still believe and see that. Right, um, And right. I think that kind of has no bearing on whether or not um, God is there or was ever there. I think it's still, just because of how it's seen, holds an important role. Um, right. Well, and, and even even as much as if, you know, if I could find that community, and I, and I do attend a community, uh, certainly, and, and I find some residents good. there. It's not perfect, Um but, but, you know, even if, if the whole, there is no, even if we find out there is no God, mm-hmm. there is no divine anything, um, I think there's value in living according to the teachings um, that, that we find, um, mm-hmm. you know, as far as the things that we've talked about there. Um, you know, I, I think it, it, it's, it's a good way and maybe the best way to live. Um, it's certainly countercultural. Yes, uh, but but and and, I, and like I said, I, I see individuals who do that fairly well, and I see hmm. dozens dozens more who who uh, you know just are, are sort of shitty. And, yeah. and 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 I and I don't want to throw out everything because of uh, you know shitty people. No, that's uh, right. That's not a good but, reason. But it's it. I guess the the, t- the toughest thing uh, for me, at least, has been finding um, you know that that community that's been sort of all that I need, you know, the place where I can plug in, um, serve the people around me and also ask those questions, um, about, you know, just a safe place to work that out, man. That's exactly, that's whatever, that's what I need. That's what, that's what anybody needs. Um, uh, but without the conclusion bias that something at the end of this must be true or else you don't, 
belong here. Right. Um, right. Because I, I mean, tricky. I just, I just don't know. <laughs> that's you know? right. And I'm okay. I'm okay with not knowing right now. Well, then, uh, then you, then you've, you've landed in a really good spot. Then I mean, I think it's, it's the being okay with the not knowing that drives most people out of their minds. That's I, I that's agree. how that's how I that's how I want to do it, and I and I'm encouraged to hear that's how you're doing it. And uh, wow. man, I really appreciate you taking a few minutes to talk and to oh, share some of that Thank with me. Thank you again. Yeah. Well, let's listen. Let's talk again sometime. I want to hear. I, I'm anxious to hear where you wind up. Uh, uh, I would I would love that. Thank you. Absolutely. All right, man. We'll talk to you later. All right. Bye. Bye bye. Cause love is not a choice. I've chosen not to love you anymore. I don't have a voice. The heart can hear, the heart knows what it wants. So love is not choice. Letter from New York. Derek. When I started writing songs, I moved to Nashville to play them. I went to Belmont. In the beginning, all I wanted was to preach the gospel and lead others to Christ. It got so that I found myself in a dangerous fundamentalism akin to what I'd been taught when I was a boy, and I made the decision then to enroll in a Southern Baptist seminary after college to become a pastor. My sophomore year at Belmont, I met a beautiful girl who was attracted to my passion and my certainty about things. We decided then to get married when we graduated college and live our lives together. There were so many red flags, but I blinded myself to them. To allow myself to see them also meant admitting I might be wrong, and if I could be wrong about her, I could be wrong about other things. I was 22 when we were wed. During the summers between semesters, I worked on a golf course cutting the grass with some roughneck guys. I felt it my duty as a Christian to save them and lead them to Christ. I look back on that time with great shame and embarrassment. I worked on them all summer until a few broke down and gave their life to Christ. A friend of mine I made on the course a scientist getting his master's at Vanderbilt, asked me some questions that needed asking, and piece by piece I started doubting my worldview for the first time in my life. I didn't let go of Christ then, but instead began considering other traditions, like contemplativism, but the process would eventually lead me out of the faith years later. Two years after being married, I was presented with the opportunity to move to New York City for work. My wife and I were quite settled in Nashville with a house, a dog, two cars, the American dream. But the idea of moving appealed to me. By that time, I still believed in God, but I no longer went to church on Sundays, finding services more uncomfortable and confusing than helpful. During this time, I would still play songs like Wedding Dress on guitar and listen to your music, but I felt like you and I were in different places. I didn't know it then, but... My wife and I had already begun to drift apart. I can see that now. I managed to get her on board with moving, in theory. But when the time came to pull the trigger, she told me the truth. She didn't love me anymore. 
and no longer wanted to be married. It's funny to me now that I was actually surprised by the revelation, floored by the idea that I would be one of those people who failed at marriage, failed their partner, failed at living an adult and put-together life. I was 24 years old. I remember feeling sad when I heard about you and Sandra, and then I understood things better. I began to feel a greater empathy for the people I judged so harshly in my fundamentalism, and even on the other side, who couldn't, quote, make it work. Part of me wanted to give up and walk away, but I resolved to try everything I could to win back her love, counseling, church, and promising to stay in Nashville if that's what it would take. In the end, she didn't want any of that. And to be honest, neither did I. I know that you know how absolutely horrible the process can be. And I can say that I had no idea before then my capacity for hurting. When it was finally over, I was relieved. I did move to New York and started my life over again. I partied, drank, and fucked, but all that shit made me feel pretty lonely. That's when your music came back to me. I learned that you were in a similar place, and the more I listened to your songs, the more I started back down that path of deconstruction, even though I didn't know what to call it then. I was in a ditch, and you helped me out of it. The day I said aloud what I'd been thinking for months, there is no God, destroyed me all over again. That person was a friend I knew and trusted my entire life. A confidant to whom I whispered secrets, a love and a comfort in my complete loneliness. I almost lost myself that night and came close to killing myself. It was a last-second thought about my family that kept me from following through, but I very much wanted to die. You and many other artists like you were on the other side, letting me know that I wasn't alone, that the grief is real and valid. I owe you a debt for that, or at least a drink. It's been two years since that moment, and I feel I'm in a much better place. I'm in a relationship with someone that I love, and I don't think about the loss of my faith or marriage as much in my day-to-day. -day. I do miss church, though, and the community to which I devoted so much of my life. When I heard you were working on an album from friends and those who know you, I was excited and nervous. I wasn't sure I wanted to revisit those feelings, knowing full well it would knock me on my ass. And it did. But, in the best of ways, it spoke truth to many of these emotions, validating them again for me. It is really well done, and I thank you for that. There are people in the middle of that shit, and they need to know that it's okay. That there are people that care, and a community on the other side. Keep digging deep and putting out good art. If you're ever in Brooklyn and want that drink, I'll put my number below. Thanks. So love is not a choice. Deep down, the only one you want is the one who you betray.
you know, there's so much, uh, so much music and so much thought that you've put out and so much in your journey that I relate to. And I'm scared that if I'm on, in light of what's happened and what's happening, I'm scared of that process for myself. Right, man. Wow. <laughs> yeah, no, I, 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 that's, yeah, that's, that's heavy. And that's, uh, and I, I, man, I, I, uh, I hear, I hear that. And, you know, it's like at the end of the day, obviously, I, I don't, you know, anytime that you find yourself caught up in a cautionary tale, you, you don't wish it on anybody. And, and, um, all, and, and I think that what I would hope to do is, like with this record more than any other, I think it's, it's me trying to provide soundtrack for people that I hope they never need. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I, absolutely. Right. It's like, I, I need to get this out there for myself, but this is nothing I wouldn't wish this on anybody. Yeah. And it's like, I, I, it's like, I'm always grateful that people, that it does provide maybe some language or some comfort to people who have gone through similar things, but I would always rather somebody not relate. I, I was, I was, and, and I'm just as happy with it being, it may be in your case, something that you listen to and get a glimpse of, you know, maybe what's on the other side of really bad choices and maybe it uh, helps, you know, like as a cautionary tale, it helps for somebody to, um, to really measure those out, those things out carefully. Because in the last, you know, let's say five years, um, you know, since, since, uh, a lot of the, you know, the, the fuses were lit on a lot of these things and it, and, and, um, there was kind of the, the public working out of some of, of some of this stuff. Yeah. I've actually, you know, it's funny how suddenly when you kind of publicly wreck your life, you become for some people, the, the one and only safe place they feel like they can go with their confession. And, right. and so I've actually, you know, gotten more than a handful um, and it's, and a lot more lately of messages from people, um, basically, and, and by, and by all means, um, people kind of saying, man, like I am, I am in act two of, of your story right now. And, yeah, you know, yeah. hearing some of that or reading something that you wrote or, um, has really given me pause and I don't you know or i mean i've gotten you know people saying i decided not to go through with something that i had planned to go through with or i am about oh, to wow. go through with something yeah. and don't wish to and i mean and i can't tell you there's been more than a handful of times where i wind up on the phone with some i mean i'll i'll just you know somebody'll hit me on facebook or something and i'll say what's your phone number you know and i'll <laughs> and 10 minutes later we're on the phone together and i'm Wow, I'm, I, and you know, and it's easier for me now because they can just listen to the record. But in the last, in the years before it came out, I would just say, "Listen, you know, I, I can't. Only you can make and own your choices, and I can't change your mind. But yeah. could I have the opportunity to at least tell you my story, and then you decide if that's what you want your story to yeah, be? Yeah, take that information. And, and that's right. It. And then yeah. you can decide if that's the story you want for yourself." Because if I was in your position, I would give anything to have made different choices. And so let me at least walk you through one way this thing could play out. Um, yeah. And I, and and it's been you know and I and for that I'm grateful. I mean I I don't wish. I mean you know all, all strength comes from wounds almost always. And yeah, yeah. And I'm grateful for what for the ways that it, it that it enables me to help 
be a benefit to people or to help in those kind of situations. But I would I would prefer not. <laughs> I would prefer yeah, not don't, to. Don't yeah. yeah, I was going to ask. Um, kind of like so. Obviously, this this album is a process and has been cathartic for you and, yeah. and hopefully healing in some ways. And I'm imagining that this, these conversations that you're having, this process of the airing of grief, yeah. um, has obviously come out of that. And I wonder if there's any, not necessarily hindsight, but how is that story continuing even for you and your heart as, you, as you're speaking to other people in response to this? Yeah, no, it's, I really appreciate, I mean, I, I, I've, I've liked asking questions more than answering them uh, on the whole, <laughs> on, on these things, but I really appreciate, uh, and that's a great question. And, um, and I, th- I think maybe the, uh, the, the, if I had to zoom out and kind of find the overarching, uh, something that seems important, um, transcendently about all this, um, and specifically like what we're doing now, I, I think that it's, just the it, it's just confirmed something that I suspected before, which is that it's really important that whatever we do, we do it together. Yeah. And that we don't we're not tempted to believe that we're isolated and doing it alone. And yeah. um, we really, in other words, that we really need each other. And and unfortunately, there is no place to practice unbelief uh, or the loss of or the questioning of belief. There is no right. place. There's there is no, no community. For there, there is no congregation um, yeah. for that. Yeah. And uh, I, you know, we need each other's perspective. We need we need each other's insights. We need, and um, so for me, that feels like the most one of the more valuable things that I'm figuring out. And it's really pointing the way forward for me is the importance of congregation, and cool. that we need to be congregating. We need to be doing it. And Anyway, you know, so, um, and so, you know, what, where, what do you, where do you feel like you are in your, in your journey with that at this point? Well, it's just like, it's hard, right? Like the last, the last song on the record, the right. reason we don't talk is, is because I feel nothing. And so, you know, I've been going, I didn't grow up Christian. And so I kind of came into it in, in young adulthood. Right. And so it's never, it's never felt like something I didn't own because, Yes. Because in my formative years, that's when it came together. So there's never been this like deep uh, unbelief. Right. But, but as you as you go on, as you live, as you see the deconstruction of others around you, as you see marriages break down, as you see people die and friends die and, that's right. and terrible things happen, then you just you wonder how it plays out. And even uh, I was talking to a friend this morning. I was almost uh, the recent thought has popped up that I'm envious of Jesus. Because his ministry only lasted three years, <laughs> and that was right. it. You didn't have to deal with the fallout of all this shit. That's right. Exactly. No, that's right. That's exactly right. Yeah. Yeah. He, he, like, he got. He got. He kind of got to be a bull in a china shop, which, yeah. which, uh, which is. You're right. It's kind of. You're kind of envious. You know of. Uh, yeah, it's like you. It's and, easier and so, than it seems. Easier now. I mean, I'm going to get into tricky territory here, but <laughs> it, but it seems it seems easier to have that clear of a mission to execute as opposed to kind of sticking around perpetually and having to work it out. I mean, it's, it's complicated is what it is. Yeah. And that's, you know, death, death is final for, for the person it happens to, but you know, the, the hardest part about death, whether it's death of people or relationships is that life goes on. Yeah. And that's also the most redeeming thing about it because how, how can it not, right? Yeah, that's right. That's the tension we live in when we face, the death and breakdown of whatever it is. That's right. 
Well, man, thank you so much yeah. for making a few minutes and uh, uh, peace to you. And let's talk again yeah. sometime. Thank you for what you've done and what you're doing. Man, yeah, I re- well, thank thank you. Um, yeah. And uh, I, all right, well, let's talk again sometime. Absolutely. Cheers. All right, see ya. Thanks for listening. To add your voice, lend your support, and meet our team, visit theairingofgrief.com. We are a community-backed project. Please consider joining our faithful supporters to help us keep the conversation going. You can learn more at theairingofgrief.com by clicking Become a Patron. And we'll see you after church next Sunday for The Airing of Grief.